Let's talk about a new Netflix movie. They, they come at us so fast we can't even keep up. But this next yeah. Netflix movie, a little different from the ones we've talked about recently, we have a hmm. sci-fi thriller film set in space. It's called Stowaway. And it's kind of like, uh, it's a little bit more of a grounded space movie than you would kind of expect from like these sci-fi space movies. Normally we get them and they're like, you know, like Life. You know, that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal oh, and all that. I never saw it. Yeah, well, I, I yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you were here for that episode, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, well, that one was more of like aliens and and all of that. But Stowaway is kind of a more like analog. It's it's kind of like if you had like The Martian. It's it, I don't know. It, it kind of reminded me of that where a problem happens and you have to do like science stuff to figure it out. It's like the TV movie version of like The Martian, sure. maybe. If I if not not to make it. Uh, make it sound like tv movies are necessarily bad or anything but that was definitely my thought watching this but yeah the the setup is it was directed by joe penna and it stars anna kendrick daniel day kim tony collette and shamir anderson and we start with a group of astronauts who are going on a two-year mission to mars and it's just three of them because you know the the journey is heavy you know they got fuel they've got oxygen they've got all this stuff they can barely fit on this this thing and we open with the launch and it's kind of like happening in real time. It's a really cool sequence where they start, they have liftoff. We kind of see the procedures. We see how meticulous the crew is. Everything's going fine. They get up to the the spaceship and then their mission begins. They're on their way. But then as misfortunes would have it, they find that they might actually have an unwitting stowaway on the ship, which raises a whole host of problems because that could kind of ruin the entire mission in more ways than one. And that's where we, that's where the film kind of goes from there. But yeah, it's a, it's a Netflix movie. And my first thought after watching this was, I really wish this had been a series. Like I really wish they had spaced space. They had spaced this out over like eight to 10 episodes. And it's all about like every episode, like dealing with other problems and figuring out like, oh my gosh, we didn't factor this in and we have to do this. But then also giving time to all these character relationships. All that to say, I really like this premise. I think that you could do a lot with this premise. You could make a a whole series of it, you know, down the line someday on Netflix. But as a movie, I... I I thought it was okay. It's fine. What what did you think? Uh, well, I agree, I disagree in the sense that um, I actually was really admiring how simple this movie is in terms of its uh, execution. I actually didn't feel like it wasted any time or like it uh, needed to really dive too far beyond what we got here in terms of uh, fleshing out the characters or establishing dynamics that that weren't already seen through the characters' uh, interactions or just their general kind of body language. I, I felt like the movie was pretty smart about that stuff, and I, I actually really appreciated how well-paced this movie was throughout. Like, I remember I was, like, watching it, and I just thought, like, oh, you know, I guess, like, you know, 40 minutes or so has passed, and then I just checked the thing, and it was, like, already, like, an hour or so in. I was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, I, I was really appreciating, because, like you are saying, it's a, it's a kind of a slow-burn film in terms of, like, you know, not a whole lot happens for the first First half, it's just a lot of like setup, and then kind of just the general inciting incident happens. But even that happens in a sort of deliberate fashion. But it, it keeps itself moving in a fairly engaging way, and it's also impressive because the film only has four actors throughout. Like it's not even like they don't even show like you know like a like video flashback 
of uh, you know, like their families back home or whatever. He keeps everything to the ship, and I I found that to be a pretty interesting and inspired touch as well. Oh, yeah, one one of my favorite like little touches they did was whenever they're communicating with like the ground control, which is like, it's like a SpaceX kind of thing. It's called Hyperion. And they hint that it's kind of this like privatized space program. We never hear their voices. Like nobody's cast in that role. It's just con it's just all we hear is their responses to what they're saying to each other. Yeah. And I loved that. That was one of my favorite things because yeah. it just, it says so much about the characters, the story, and the fact that they can communicate so much when you only hear half the conversation. I thought that was a brilliant move. Yeah, and also, I mean, I think the only time you actually hear them is at the beginning, like when they are lifting off. And that also kind of helps you to like separate like how they're, you know, so far removed from Earth that, you know, like that there is no like connection there. And that also helps to raise the stakes and then drive home the you know dramatic urgency of what's happening here for the characters. I thought I thought those were all very, you know, pretty smart decisions from a filmmaking standpoint. And it's not like things that are like you know like brilliant, like oh who could have thought of that? But you know like they they are clearly from a you know pretty thoughtful uh, team of writer and directors, and or I think one director and two writers. So um, yeah, I mean I, I think those were you know some pretty inspired touches, and you know it, it kept everything moving in a fairly uh, economical way. Like this is a space movie, but it's not a super super high budget film i actually think netflix bought this from a like uh indie production if i'm not mistaken um i, I don't know if they were planning a well, theatrical rollout for this but sony originally got it uh okay, sony, sony yeah yeah they originally got it from um gosh i think a, an overseas production company because there's a lot of production companies behind this mm -hmm. so i think it was bouncing around and i know this is it was acquired by Netflix and Amazon uh, in Canada. So if you're in Canada and you're listening, you can actually watch this on Prime Video, not Netflix. So just putting that out there. But I guess to that point, at the same time, it does feel like a Netflix sort of thing. Like there was nothing about it where I was like, this isn't Nef this isn't something I would expect to see on Netflix. But maybe that speaks more to how Netflix is like a conglomeration of tons of different IP and branded content. Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of goes for what you were saying before and that, like, what I find to be probably the biggest flaw of the film is that it just doesn't really have too much of its own identity or, like, a focus that that feels that unique to what it's exploring. Like we said, like, it's not like this movie is, like, super derivative or anything. Like, I can't really pinpoint another film where I'm like, oh, they did this and so much better. It's just that all the elements in here just feel like stuff we've already seen from other space movies and it just kind of feels like the type of film that Netflix would be like, if you like blank and blank and blank, you're going to like Stoneway. Because, yeah, you know, algorithm. Like they're, they're, yeah, so, I mean, like I said, it's not a movie that's made by an algorithm, but it feels like a movie that, that is benefited by the algorithm because just like, yeah, yeah. here is also a movie that is in space with people with faces that you know, like Tony Collette and... Uh, uh, on a, uh, I was gonna say on affairs, but it's Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I I think it's pretty, it's a pretty nifty film, and I, I think it's done pretty well. Um, and I was with it for, I want to say like at least like eighty minutes of it. What where I found myself kind of drifting off, uh, I guess almost fittingly was towards the end, where I felt it kind of just made the the safe, boring choice for the the final few moments in a way that's, you know, it doesn't kill the movie or anything, but I just found that decision to be a little predictable and, and safe. And uh, I, I kind of wish the movie took a little bit more risk in terms of the, the end dramatic climax, just because, like, 
there is a really you know smart and well done scene with Anna Kendrick where you know they they establish where it's going to go, but it, it also kind of felt like we didn't really spend that much time with her to the point where it felt like that that I had like a big emotional catharsis for that last scene. Uh, so I don't know, maybe that's to your point where it's like, if, if we had more time spent with her in a series that could have been drawn out in a way that, that really earned that final punch, but it just kind of felt like, okay, you're setting this up. So this is what's going to probably happen. And like, sure enough, it's like, okay, that's what happened. I guess that makes sense. But look, it, it, it didn't do the thing that I hate, which it, it didn't remove consequences from decisions. It didn't do a thing where it chickened out. And I'm not going to give anything away, but I, I do think it's the right. I, like the ending is right conceptually, but you you kind of called it. I think that it just doesn't come together. Like it, it, there's something missing here, and I think I don't know if it's the performance because it could be. I I think with Anna Kendrick, I I half agree with this casting, and I half don't. In a way that's very different from how I feel about Daniel Day Kim in this and Tony Collette and Shamir Anderson. I, I couldn't imagine anybody else in those roles. Like they are, they, I feel like they are just like into those characters and I don't see the actors. I mostly saw Anna Kendrick in this. And it's not that I didn't buy her as an astronaut or her as this doctor. I think she kind of nails the astronaut portion. I just think like, they try to do this thing where she's the happy go lucky cheer everybody up character, but then the movie forgets about that half the time. And there's just something yeah. with her character that just doesn't click for me. And I don't, I can't pinpoint it because it's, we obviously, we obviously know she, she can do this kind of role. We've seen her do this kind mm -hmm. of role before. I don't know if that's part of it. If there's like a narrative to her arc as an actress, that's informing the way we view her in these sorts of things. It makes it difficult to, by her as somebody who isn't acting in a kind of movie that is less serious than this, if that makes sense. Well, I mean, I feel like every major actor or actress in Hollywood has to do at least one space movie uh, to kind of solidify themselves. I feel like it's it's kind of almost a ray of passage at this point. But um, I do agree with you in the sense that, like, it does feel like there's like one or two key scenes that are missing or like that maybe would have sold that transition more, but it just kind of feels abrupt that her character. Yeah. There's just something about there that just doesn't, that doesn't quite click all the way, but I don't think that's a fault of her performance. I actually thought she was really great in this. And um, I was really impressed with how she was able to carry this movie. It just felt like it. Yeah. Like you're saying like it, because it's, it's kind of at once, uh, a character film and an ensemble piece. I just don't think it really finds that balance to the point where it's like, I think it's better when it's focused on the ensemble and we kind of get everyone's perspective. But when at the end it's supposed to be more of like a character moment, I just don't think there was enough time spent developing that to really earn or justify that. Like you said, on paper, I think it makes sense. And, you know, it's not like I said, anything super original or imaginative, but it, it there is a, it, it doesn't feel like I'm totally out of place, but it just feels like something there just wasn't fully realized to make that moment sing in a way that would have really, you know, like made this movie quite good uh, it, as it is. I think it's just like a, a good to pretty good film that, that is on the verge of being a little bit better. I, I think it's, it's a little bit better than middling. I, it's weird because I think everything on paper here makes sense, including casting Anna Kendrick. And yeah. I think that like the whole, j just the way that they like set these characters up and put them in these pods, the production design of it, like 
it, it's all really good ideas. I, I just don't know what it is about the way it's delivered that for most of the movie, I just felt a little down from it. I felt a little bit like it was kind of saccharine and it was just, there were times when I felt like it was just oppressive about its points. And I think it has kind of this message that's trying to come through where Anna Kendrick's character is almost like a, you know, she's basically Steve Rogers. I mean, she's kind of like coming at things from like an angle of like, look like human life is precious, but I don't know. It brings these things up, but it just never really goes all the way with exploring these difficult ideas and these difficult questions. And I think the movie kind of struggles to, to put that on her character because she has to be so moral and valiant. And I think that there, there's just something missing with like what rounds her. And it's, it's very, it's very tricky because it's a movie that I, I personally would recommend to a lot of people. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, check it out. I, but I would warn them like, it's, it's not a feel good movie. You know, it, it's, it's not the Martian. It's not the kind of movie where you're going to watch it and be like humanity, you know, can do it. It's, it's a little bit more, it's a little darker than that. There's a lot of dark stuff in this, but sometimes it's like kind of dressed up in a less dark way. So it's, you know, it, it's kind of a confusing thing to recommend. I, I don't know who I would recommend it to, honestly, except for people who just, Hey, look, if you like a really good space movie, this is a, this is definitely that kind of thing. I think this is definitely up anybody's alley who likes things like Ad Astra and Martian gravity, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I would agree in that, like, I feel like if, if someone I know really likes space movies and I was like, well, have you watched Ad Astra? Have you watched High Rise? Have you watched The Martian? And you kind of run down the list of other recent space movies that are better than this. I'd be like, well, have you watched Stowaway? Because I think, I think it is worth recommending. I agree with you that I think it's a solid film and I, I think especially better than um, two of the more recent uh, space movies we got, which were Voyagers and The Midnight Sky, which I found to be... I found those movies to be more middling. I don't know if I, I don't think I use the term middling for this, but I don't believe it's one that is, uh, like I said, I think it's a pretty good film by and large. And I, I actually think most of it works well, or if not really well. Um, I just think the end, like you said, I think by and large, I wouldn't use saccharine to describe the film, but I think the end kind of verges into that. And it just feels a bit jarring because it, it feels like it, 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 it earned like this big emotion moment that I just don't, think it really had built up before that like before like for two-thirds of the movie it's a fairly kind of uh, clinical you know economical film that that's relying a lot on like kind of sub subdued character moments and you know reasonable minded characters trying to like kind of figure things out in a pragmatic way and then it goes for like an emotional like ending point that that just kind of feels like a uh, tonal left turn from where we were, you know, 80 minutes prior. And so, like, I, I think most of it, like I said, I, I think it's pretty much there. I just think if they had nailed that ending uh, and made it worthy of, like, having a big emotional moment or, like, feeling a little bit more cohesive in its style, I think this would have been uh, worthy of the other films that I mentioned. But as it is, I think it's still a, a solid film and one I would recommend as well. Yeah, I mentioned a TV movie earlier. That was definitely my feeling throughout a lot of it. I was watching it and I was like, hey, this feels like a TV movie when I was a kid, you know, in the 90s. I might have like walked downstairs and like watched with my my dad or my mom or something. And like, even though I'm like halfway into it, I would have been interested. It's just like it's it's that kind of premise that those that an interesting TV movie is like based on. It's not that ambitious. It's not 
extremely cinematic, gotta see it on the big screen, especially because most of the film, with the exception of like one or two set pieces, is in a very enclosed space. And that's kind of the point. And you're not supposed to be feeling like wrapped up in everything. It, it's more about paying attention to the characters and everything like that, which works for something like a TV movie because it's it's a little bit, it's it's low budget. It's it's low, it's small scale to the point where while I was watching this, I was like, man, did they make this during COVID? You could make something like this during COVID because you don't really need a lot of, you know, bells and whistles for this kind of production. But no, they actually made it in 2019. So <laughs> it definitely is not a COVID movie, but it definitely opened my mind to the possibilities of like how people are going to be able to, you know, as we continue to get vaccinated and all that stuff. Uh, be able to have like larger groups of people and and make movies that can be made in more innovative ways that get around some of the issues that we've been dealing with. So on that on that level, you know, I I, th I think this is a, a small, humble, respectable movie, and definitely definitely not one of the better Netflix movies. It's not like one of the big Oscar push Netflix movies or anything like that, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a an okay one, a good one. I, I give it like a low B minus. What about you? Uh, I'm also B minus on it, but I'm going to give it a high B minus. Cause like I said, I was pretty, pretty much on the verge of giving it a B until about like the last 25 minutes or so when I felt like it, it kind of dropped the ball dramatically. Um, I just felt like it just didn't quite stick the landing there at the end, but um, I think by and large, like I said, I think it works and I, I do actually find myself really respecting what they're able to accomplish here. I actually would have liked to have seen this in theaters. I, I think the kind of claustrophobic uh, vibe that's going for would have been more befitting of a theatrical experience. And also, I just tend to think that space movies are better on the big screen, but um, neither here nor there. I, I, I do. I think there's a lot to value here. And like I said, I think there's a lot of things that I, I find myself pretty heartily recommending i just don't think it all comes together or clicks in a way that makes it a uh, full recommend but like i said if you do like space movies and, and you like movies like this that are kind of more chamber pieces that involve high stakes and few characters uh and you know few environments as well i, I think this is one that is worth checking out certainly better than a lot of the other ne recent netflix movies that we've talked about on the show for sure all right. Well, if you are in the United States, you can watch it right now on Netflix. But if you are in Canada, you can watch Stowaway on Amazon Prime Video. It is 116 minutes long. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.